Anime Nerd. Please subscribe to this podcast for weekly reviews on all of your favorite anime, manga, and games. See you soon! Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your host, Anime Nerd. And you know, guessed it right, your boy is back. I'm finally back again, you know. You guys are probably wondering where the Anime Nerd, he hasn't even dropped a, you know, manga review in a while. So, it's time to go ahead and do a double manga review this week and everything like that because I feel like you guys already know what's going around in the anime community right now. I did a rant on it earlier earlier this week about it and i feel like you know i'm not gonna keep hammering it in it's something not to be hammering in about there's gonna be a um size he or him side it doesn't even matter it's just gonna be side and divide until this whole thing clear up and i figure you know all these anime podcasters are talking about it uh youtuber podcasters talking about it I'm, and I figure I'm not going to just beat a dead horse with it because you know why? At the end of the day, it's taking away what we really love, and it's anime. And I feel like I shouldn't have to go over it and keep up with it. You guys are going to have your sources. Go follow your sources. Here, I'm just going to give you my news. I already did my rant, ready to talk about it, said my piece. I'm just going to let it go because only there's only a certain people knows the truth. That's all I got to say. I'm going to stay completely clean and i'm gonna just stray away from it and let it go anyway so you already know though promise neverland is gonna be my gonna have a double feature and my hero academia is gonna be a double feature since i clearly forgot to do the ones from last week and seeing how there's a new episode a new chapter this week i'm gonna go ahead and get a jump on that so that way when the next one come out you don't have to worry about being so far behind on the review on my take on it so that's pretty much it in other news though your boy is going is looking into creating him a some type of clothing line not not too much but it's going to be an anime nerd clothing line we'll see how it goes uh, it's in the works so if you guys are interested definitely hit me up um definitely going to probably look for some people to help model it and try it on and tell me what they think so if you if you yourself is interested in being a model representative, let me know and we can work something out and talk about it. But other than that, you know, get ready for the double feature of Promise Neverland and My Hero Academia. All right. See you guys soon. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So I figure I'm going to just go ahead and break this into parts. Of, since it's a double feature, so it's gonna be Promise Neverland chapter 121, and then the next one will be 122, and then you guys get the gist for My Hero Academia. I'm just gonna go ahead and separate it so you guys can choose which one you guys wanna hear if you're using the Anchor app. And everybody else, I'm sorry, you can kind of fast forward to however it works on Spotify and everything else that you guys use. But anyway, we're gonna go ahead into it. So if you guys um, remember from chapter 120 a formless monster that Norman was pretty much telling them there's a way to beat them and how to get rid of the demons to um, extinction is pretty much destroying all the farms and letting all the live crop go and the demons will go so pretty much this is where chapter 121 gets into it and it picks it off so Emma hearing all this was kind of 
kind of kind of shocked i would say her facial expression it was like i want to liberate every single child in this world she's pretty much um kind of like thinking about how what norman was saying and let's do this and stuff like that and you can see the kids reaction in chapter 121 and they're all like super happy and everything but emma's expression was kind of like shocking like um it's like there's something going on you could pretty much tell that and emma she's not really a hundred percent towards this idea and you can see that in her facial expression alone and everything like that so and then you got then you flash back to some of the kids one of the kids was like i didn't even dare think of it just the thought that those powerful monsters could be completely defeated and all of them, they all was getting excited. People acting out of the norm and everything like that and stuff. But Emma is like, for some strange reason, she's not happy with this plan. I'm not even gonna sit here and lie to you guys. She's just not happy with this plan. And you could see it in her face if you guys read the chapter. And when you guys read the chapter, look, you can look at it in her face. She's thinking, she's thinking about everything she's been through pretty much and thinking how all this could be over in an instant, pretty much, for the most part. So, yeah, even Gilda, the one girl who's kind of like younger than Emma, like probably by a year or two, was happy about it. And Emma was shocked that she was actually surprised. And um, Gilda was like, this way you don't have to put yourself in danger anymore, Emma. Pretty much, and, you know, Gilda cared about everybody. She's one of those type of people. She's like the mother of the group, even though she's younger and everything like that. So the story continues. Norman showed them off to their new, where they're gonna be staying at. And everybody who pretty much didn't know who Norman was, was surprised to see him actually walking around about smiling and everything like that, calling him boss and everything. Because you know, the people from the Gracefield, they know Norman since day one. Those are pretty much day one. And all the other kids just know him as either Minerva or a boss. So it was just which to be understandable and everything like that. The shock of seeing someone of his stature, I guess, to them is surprising compared to everybody else from Gracefield who's surprised to see him alive and happy just to see him. It's pretty much like you know, that's Norman, you know, day one for the most part. So they get to the house pretty much and everybody was surprised naturally so because if you think about it, they've been out living in a shelter and stuff for a long time. And I don't know, I think it's been like two, three years, probably two. I don't even know. I can't remember. But it's been a while since they actually was able to even see a bed in a, lo- a long time. So everybody was so so surprised running in there. And then like they were like, look, there's a tub and a toilet. <laughs> I thought the toilet part was funny because they, I completely forgot that they probably didn't have a toilet. They probably had like a little squat hole or something like that. And one of the kids was like crying because there's a toilet. I feel your pain, bro. Just Let's just say that I feel your pain on that one. Uh, I would be happy to see a toilet as well if I was in their predicament. And so pretty much everybody was excited and everything like that. And um, one of the kids asked Norman, like, what should they call him? Because they realized that they seen all the kids calling him Minerva or boss. And Minerva's just, I mean, not Minerva. Norman 
pretty much just said, just call him Norman because they knew him. So it's pretty much all excited. And so, and the kids tackle, hugging him and stuff like that. And then Hayato, Hayato, however you say his name, was pretty much surprised to see Norman acting regular and stuff like that because the rest of the group came with him. And they, and those who didn't see Norman were surprised naturally so and everything. Now, getting closer to the end of the chapter, of this chapter, chapter 121, um, you notice that they all were surprised that they were so much food and they were like, they can really eat it all. And so cause when they was out in the wilderness, if you guys remember, they pretty much had to learn how to eat just enough to get enough energy and survive. But here they can actually eat, laugh, and actually be kids for once and actually enjoy themselves without having to worry about looking over their backs. So that's a plus for that. And the chapter ends with them eating their meals for the most part. And Emma, Norman, and Ray were all hanging out and everything like that. And for the most part, it was able to laugh and be able to actually get, you know, some sleep for the for once and for all. So, and that's how that chapter ends. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move over to chapter 122 in a bit. And so stay tuned. All right. Okay, so we're going to go ahead to chapter 122, which is titled True Feelings for Promised Neverland. And judging by the title, you guys can probably guess what might happen or what this topic is about or this chapter is about. So going on, you see Emma starting off in her bed, sleep, look peaceful. Probably one of the most peacefulest I ever seen Emma in a long time before she even knew about the world of demons. And everything. So Emma woke up, ran, ran, bust through the door, and was pretty much apologizing that she all overslept. Everybody else was laughing because they all did the same thing too, for the most part. Uh, the only person that probably woke up early was Oliver. And so, so Emma was like, she don't even remember getting into bed because the last time from chapter 121, it was her, Ray, and Norman all hanging out like, like they used to, and they all passed out right there. And so, and then Ray said that Zach uh, carried Emma to her bed. And when they had woke up, Norman was already gone. So the scene switched to Norman, AKA Minerva, however you guys want to call him. I'm going to just call him Norman because that's day one for me. <laughs> so he's going to be known as Norman. So in there, he's at his office, right? And then there's a knock on the door. One of his fellow workers, um, Vincent came and pretty much was handing him an envelope or a notepad or whatever he had. I don't know what he was giving him. And then he pretty much asked, uh, dang, I already forgot his name, Norman. <laughs> he pretty much asked Norman, uh, did he enjoy the meeting meeting with them again? And of course, Norman's gonna say, yeah, I mean, those are his people. But then Vincent said something strange, talk about how boring are you the usual boss now? Pretty much because Vincent never seen Norman act like that on a regular. He probably seen a more serious, straightforward Norman than anything like that. Because he pretty much, Vincent was saying that it it was different. He was a different person yesterday and it caused quite an uproar in the community. And Norman saying, yeah, he noticed that. He said, don't mock with me. Enough with the idle talk. There had been a change of plan. So clearly, 
Norman's up to something, and I don't know, I don't know what it is. But even with his whole thing, I feel like I don't know if I really agree with his plan about exterminating the demons. I think they should have went with Emma's plan of creating a new promise and doing whatever, whatever that promise is. I don't know. But I feel like at the end, this is my prediction, and then we'll continue on with the review. In the end, they're going to end up going with Emma's idea because it's Emma. She's she going to get her way. She's the leading character. And I'd be damned before they actually change the idea of her. She's a stubborn redhead girl. Come on. Y'all know. I have a friend who's redhead, so and they can be stubborn. It's funny that, you know, this characteristic is true for them. But when they want something, they're going to get their way. Watch. Anyway, so pretty much they gone. Um, and it was either Norman or Vincent. They were saying that there's a nearby, you know, nearby farm and that's because the nearby farm was able to saw a human now that Gracefield Escapee has been known to the public. So now they know that it's alive. So the demons are probably going to come up with a plan to either capture them or beef up their security. And Vincent, isn't that bad? And Norman respond, no, pretty much. And they were just saying stuff pretty much for the most part, talking about ideas. And so he said, all I know, Norman was pretty much saying that they need to hurry up um there's a good reason to because pretty much if they don't hurry up then it might be too late and the demon might get up get a one up on them which can cause problem later down the line if you think about it demons causing problem he said this revolution needs to be a victory without shedding any blood i won't let any cattle children or my friends spill any more blood so pretty much he's trying to do all the dirty work without having his friends worry about it so Norman handed him a letter. He said, get this letter to them. I don't know who them is. Either he's working with some demons or he's doing something. But I don't know right now for the most part. But I do know he's working with somebody, obviously. So we'll we'll find out later on. We know it. So Vincent, of course, gave it the boss. And then the scene switched over to Emma and Ray. For the most part. And to sum it up, because this conversation was a little bit long, Ray was asking, Emma, are you actually glad pretty much about what Norman was saying yesterday? Because he got, you know, Ray's, Ray's low-key a genius of the group. He said, are you actually glad? And Emma's like acting kind of crazy, like, huh, what do you mean? What are you talking about? He said, you oppose this after all, don't you? Emma, no question, didn't respond pretty much, just looking. And then her response was like, ha ha, there's no way I could oppose of it. But Ray, knowing Emma, know that she isn't okay with it because she herself, clearly she wasn't happy. He could pick that up. If anybody know Emma more than Norman, it would be Ray because obviously they uh, they spend more time together since they've been out in the wilderness and stuff like that. And Emma responded pretty much, uh, well, Ray was like, but this isn't the future you're looking for, is it? And Emma responded like, yeah, it's kind of weird. And then that's when Emma went into detail and she was like, I don't want to kill any demons. And it's strange because if you think about it, they're, even though majority of the demon they ran in to, they did met, ran into at least two good demons that didn't want to eat human. And throughout their adventure, Emma noticed that 
demons have family and friends and all that. And they eat just like what humans eat. They have to eat to survive. Even though she don't agree on them eating humans, they are just like human. They have, like I said earlier, friends and family. And she said, what's the difference between a demon and her? Pretty much. And, you know, that's strange in a way. That is true. I mean, we're humans, right? And we eat animals to survive. Well, now there's vegans. And so not knocking them. So, but that is true. We are kind of like, if you think about it, like the demons, for the most part, they just eating to survive and live. And we eat to survive and live. So, and then Emma was like, pretty much, is it okay to eradicate them just because they're the enemy for the most part? And then Emma mentioned, like I said, the demons that they met earlier who don't eat human, like Musica. She was like, they're our friends and she don't want to destroy Musica and her friends. So in this chapter, it kind of brings up or pops up something in my mind. Like, damn, so what's going to happen for real? What is this promise that Emma want to make? Are they going to try to make a promise where they change the demons from eating humans to eat like how normal human eats? Or I don't know. It's going to be things. Because in the end of the chapter, Emma asks, I don't know what to do. And pretty much it stops right there. And that's it for that chapter. I do notice on the bottom say next issue as thanks for exploring popularity of the anime and the final arc at center color page. So pretty much we're in the final arc of Promise Neverland. And <laughs> it's crazy to think a, ch- a manga like this is going to be coming to an end soon. It's a really good manga. Low key that is, I'm a little upset that it's short lived. Now it's not coming to end probably like, in two weeks, most of I can guarantee it's not coming in two weeks. It's just crazy that how something that I started is about to come to an end. Now it's like, great. Now I got to find another void to fill. But most of all, I do enjoy it. And I do enjoy this manga. So I'll just be looking forward to what the author of this manga make and create for next time. And hopefully the anime will get more than one season. Because clearly with the manga going on, I, I could predict at least the anime at least having four or five and then it'd be done and I'll be, I'll, and I'll be fine with that, but we'll see how it goes. But anyway, so you guys already know next up is my hero academia. So stay tuned, go ahead and grab some water, some food or whatever you got to do. I'm going to take a little slight break and then we'll continue. All right. So we are finally on the my hero academia portion of my podcast. And as you guys know, My Hero Academia is probably one of my favorite, favorite, I don't even know how to say it, just one of my favorite manga to read. Of course, Promise Neverland is up there too, because clearly I'm reporting on two of them. So, what can I say about it? It's just one of those type of things where you just report and you enjoy it. Anyway, so the last time that we left Deku, he was fighting Shinso, Shinso, however you say it. Gosh, I really need to work on learning these people name properly and saying it properly. Anyway, so he was fighting, fighting Shinso, and he activated that new black belt rope. I only, I forgot that court name. It, it just kind of reminded me of Dark Shadow in a way, but without no personality. And pretty much, he's over there about to fight him for the most part. And all the teachers were surprised, and 
straight up, the teacher was like, that black stuff is back. Wait, well, as I was pretty much like, what's going on? Everybody was kind of shocked to see Deku showing some type of new form. Even All Might, he was like, young Midoriya, what's happening in the past few minutes? And so Senso was like, what are you? Were you just bluffing the whole time? You were struggling? Man, I wish I could take back my mercy. So naturally so. Senso was pretty much just shocked to see Deku even showing off the new ability. He was trying to figure out what's going on. He was really Midoriya. Because I, I think it's real rare for people to have more than one quirk. Other than, you know, Shoto who has two hot and cold. But we are, as fans of the reader, we know that technically Midoriya is going to have more than one quirk. Or more than two. So... He said, I think he's going to have up to six, five or six. I can't remember exactly, but I know he's going to have more quirk. And if you think about it, all for one has multiple quirks. And naturally, so he's still it. And one for all pretty much have the quirk of their original owners and pretty much build on it. And making technically Deku a perfect vessel because him himself don't have any quirks so he naturally is going to be able to pretty much do what he got to do and become a perfect vessel because there's no quirk stopping them even though i still want to believe Deku have a quirk of his own but that doctor you know everybody know that theory that doctor that deku saw might have given it to one for all i mean all for one Ugh, i hate one for all for one those names are just ugh. but anyway my that's my theory that that doctor had given Deku quirk for all for one and that's why Deku was technically so-called born without a quirk but we'll see how the story progresses anyway so automatically the quirk naturally didn't manifest all the way and it kind of caused them pain everybody was shocked it was gone and then Deku you could see he's in pain you say it hurts uh, for the most part and Shinzo was kind of falling back he said in this situation brainwashing won't work anymore i gotta create some distance sorry monoma and what you see monoma is fighting yoraka and going hand-to-hand combat whatever but look let me tell you yoraka and that gun that gun whatever fighting style is <laughs> the truth all right so monoma ain't gonna stand a chance for the most part anyway so at shinjo go ahead and hurry it back or whatever you want to do. Yoraka already had captured Monoma. Monoma was like, um, they already taking precaution against Senso brainwashing. They're very tough indeed. By the way, do you know my number or copy number limits? And you see like these belts on or whatever you want to say on Monoma and it's three. And you guys, and Yoraka answered three. And so he laughed, ha ha, I have three watches, so three copy, isn't it? Ha 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 ha. You know, he's, this dude is a troll for the most part. He likes to troll no matter what you do. He's going to troll and just, yeah, just troll. That's all he do is troll. And right before Yuraka put him in jail, he said, there's a lot to my copy. I can't use multiple quirks at the same time, but effect, effects of one quirk can remain even after I copy another. This is the case for any quirk except those that directly affect my body. Take Kodadai's size. If I enlarge a nut, then 
then activate another quirk, the nut remain enlarged. So pretty much it sounds like if I if I get this right, Monoma can pretty much stack quirks and use their ability even after he used a different quirk. Therefore, I feel like his quirk is low-key power, overpower, OP, can be OP if used right as he trained properly because he can steal people quirk and use it even after he took another quirk as long as it don't affect his body. So one, I think, well, I mean, one for all, I think he could take that, but he won't be able to use it anymore after that because it does affect your body. But if he can use like the rock or uh, float levitation and so, and then still use it later on, that can be very, very useful. I don't know if I'm getting it right and maybe I have read it wrong. If you guys know it, then come and explain it to me because I, I myself, I really want to know for myself for future reference and everything like that. But anyway, so before getting thrown in jail, he was laughing. You don't get it, do you? I'm talking about a releasing a fire. And then before, once he got in, he said, the side character gets the last laugh. And Yoraka automatic running down back to Deku. She said, did he do something to Deku? And Yoraka um, kind of recalled what Deku was asking for a favor. He said, we won't win if we clash head on. That that's the case, then I'll just have to do what I, I'm good at and get him. So Deku, and we're kind of pretty much recalling what Deku told her was pretty much that they won't win head on, that Deku going to have to go capture him. So you see Deku running full speed towards him. And Sensei was like, oh, he's fast. But during during his chase, he got hit. And I don't even know what he got hit with. But all it says is twin impact, a quirk that hits at the same place, but with greater force the second time. So I think that's what happened that hit Deku. And Monoma in the jail will say, Shinso, I'm sorry for getting caught. I guess I got careless. And so, and then the fights um, switch over to Mineta and Asido and all of them over there fighting. And it, at one point, it looked like they was losing and everything like that in that fight because they looked like it was getting their, they were getting their ass handed to them for the most part. They was they were losing. Um, and then of course, some of the class members to team one they said things are looking bad for Asido. Shinzo, and then Class 1B was like, Shinzo, close them up. All right, they got this. And then Deku, of course, being Deku, he's not going to be out there. Look, all you Bakugo fans, Bakugan, however you want to say his name, Kachan, that's why I'm going to just start calling him. All you Kachan fan, let me tell you, I know you guys like him. And I know he went 4-0, but Deku's not going out like that. He's not. He's one of those characters that, even though he might not be as strong as Kachan, technically, in air quotation, we know Deku's way better person than Kachan. So don't at me, bro. Just I'm just saying. And anyway, so then you see, you pretty much see Deku going all out. Don't ever forget. It always began in my heart. And then when managed to capture Senso and everybody else magically overcome the people they were fighting. And then, then you see... Deku choke slamming or pretty much body slamming, ain't even really choke slamming, body slamming, Senso to the ground and saying, we'll definitely win this. And that's how the chapter ends. <laughs> and you can already know what's going to go on for the next chapter. So just stay tuned. We're going to go ahead and read this next chapter and then that'll be it for it. So anyway, stay tuned.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are finally on the final, final manga chapter of My Hero Academia. Well, not really literally final, but for this podcast, the final manga that I will be doing. And the chapter is chapter 216, final result, class A versus class B. So pretty much we are finally done with the joint arc tournament. Uh, well, the joint training arc, ain't even a tournament. And pretty much we're going to finally see what's going on and what's next after this. So anyway, the chapter begins with Senso kind of remembering, um, thinking about everything before he was taken down. He said, uh, pretty much, how does he say, I wanted to turn around and capture him with my, um, with my scarf. I even told him I was looking forward to showing him a different side of me than before. Uh, so, and then he was like, all these people are continuing moving forward, damn it. The hero department really is amazing. And right there and then, at the end of that, you hear the announcement, match five is over. That was some pretty close call. And pretty much, you see everybody in there in class A1. And for the most part, it was pretty much a 4-0. So, with a perfect score of 4-0. So, Midoriya did the same thing with Kachan did, 4-0. The only thing that sucks is my boy Todoroki had to do, take that draw. You got to see some great powers from him, but he had to get the draw, I guess. I really hope they don't make Todoroki just kind of fall within the background. I, I, I really want that big three. I wouldn't mind it. Uh, don't get me wrong, I like Midori and Kachan, like rivalry for the most part, kind of like Mami and Sasuke and Naruto. I'm think, pretty sure everything's going either be compared to Naruto and Sasuke or Vegeta and Goku at this point. But if you had a third person in the mix, I think it'll be interesting, something different, someone who can actually go toe-to-toe with even the people. So I don't know. We'll see how they how they how they write out this character. For me though, I would personally just keep it the big three. And so even though one of them had to lose and sadly technically Todoroki didn't lose. But at the same time, he didn't win either. So it was a complete draw. Anyway, so they all totaled up the class. So round one was class A. Round two was class B. Round three was a draw. Round four, class A. And round five, class A. So pretty much class A is victorious, obviously. Even though class B honestly did a great job winning and that round could have went either way. It was it was really good. It was really close throughout the whole entire joint training arc. And I can't wait till they put this in the anime because I'm pretty sure they're gonna add on more stuff to it. So everybody in class A was of course happy. And naturally saw so 1B is frustrated because they thought fell onto class 1A. But I have to say class B, you guys did y'all thing though. You guys really 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 made class 1a work and i'm pretty sure nobody in class 1a is taking you guys for granted because you guys skills are pretty much amazing and i'm over here acting like they can understand what i'm saying but the fact that the things that 1b did compared to 1a man 1b really showed them even though they haven't been through as much as 1a but 1b is trying to show them that hey they just as good if not better so the scene switched over to Senso was saying, Sensei, I couldn't do anything alone. I still lack strength. And he was saying that this training was supposed to be his interest exam too. 
And uh, Isaiah responds saying, no, but considering the time and format of the exercise, this format would easily let you test your abilities without you know extra setups and stuff like that. And Count Vlad or whatever you want to count on, they do with the time. It's like he's very observant. Um, Isaiah responded, in any case, it's time for our assessment. Hurry and return to your position. And then, of course, the talk turned to Midoriya and was pretty much asking what the hell was that. Pretty much that's what they said. And he said, was it a new move derived from your quirk or how does it work? Midoriya pretty much told everybody, actually, he is not sure himself. He, he felt his power was overflowing. And, and he said, it felt like all that I had believed in up until now was stripped away. And he was scared of his own self. He said, but when Yuraka and Senso helped stop me, I realized that it wasn't that. Uh, it was pretty much, I don't know how he said it. He said, if Shinso wasn't there the, to use his brainwashing to stop my thoughts, I'm not sure what would have happened. Which is true. I wonder what would have happened. I think it just the power would have just went over and Midori might actually end up defeating him all by himself while also in the process entering his entering, you know, his teammates. So anyway, so Sensei asked me if I was a bluff, but I legitimately didn't know what was going on. So thank you to the both of you. So he he thanked both of them and so and everything like that. And since it's like, I, I mean, all I did was opening to use my brainwash. That's all he really admit to it. And then, of course, Nashua Sido was messing with with Yuraka, saying that uh, you latched on to him pretty hard, didn't you? And then you, she thought about it and so start blushing. She said, all I did was just thought about thinking about jumping on him and trying to help him. So she said, but I think it was better than doing nothing, pretty much regretting it later. You can, you can see her. She's like bright red. And I really like uh, Yoraka and Deku. I think they're both cute for a couple. But I don't think this is a show about relationships. So I don't know if it's going to actually happen. As much as us fans love to, mm, we'll see how it go. Anyway, so even uh, Eraserhead was like, uh, Aizawa was like, you're growing a lot, Yoraka. So pretty much giving her praise for everything. And even Shinzo was like, um, he actually didn't do anything. It was all Yoraka idea, pretty much. He was just following the instruction for her. Anyway, so as it goes, they pretty much continue and talked about everything like that. And then they was talking, and Aizawa pretty much was saying that Shinzo will be joining the hero course in in his second year. So nobody here better dare take him on half-heartedly so we at least know that Shinso will be joining eventually some point in year two so we'll see how that works maybe they're gonna be like a time jump or time skip in the series or whatever I don't know come to think about it it would be kind of cool to see a time skip in the series but that's beside the point and everybody's like oh which class is a or b I'm gonna give it a that's that's just my prediction if anybody think b let me know anyway so Monoma was over there laughing. He's like, true that Class B had lost this time. And he's pretty much doing his craziness and everything like that. And Aizawa, before the chapter ends, because that's pretty much how the chapter ends, he was like, oh, right. Sorry to interrupt your commentary, but Monoma, come by Eerie um, China Place tomorrow. And right there, 
automatically open up for the next, the pretty much the next arc that's going to happen. And hear me out, and this is what I believe. And before we go, I believe they're going to use Monoma's skills to try to use Airy power to give back that guy power. I can't remember his name, but if you guys know what I'm talking about, they're going to try to get use his power to go ahead and get it. Oh, his name, Mario? Mirio? Mirio? However you say it. I believe they're going to use Monoma to get back Mirio power. And when that happens, he'll be able to go back and be that number one hero or projected hero. It's kind of like a first-round pick. He's projected to go number one. So we'll see how that goes. Anyway, that's it for this week. Double feature. Next week's back to the normal for the most part. I hope you guys enjoy. And hopefully you guys are following my YouTube because I will be doing some YouTube comments and commentary and playing Kingdom Hearts on YouTube. So be on the lookout for that. Anyway, it's your host, Anime Nerd. You guys take it easy, and I'll see you guys real soon. Peace.